Hello, welcome to Mind Your Own Business podcast. I'm your host, Sue Stiles, and today I'm super pleased to introduce you to David Olton. David, if you don't know him already, he's a Canadian actor well-known for Hannah Montana, Fargo, lots of other movies. He's also a real estate agent, which is where I met him when I was speaking at his brokerage. But most recently, and very exciting, David is the host of Face to Face with David, wonderful talk show being featured on Out TV, Slice, Oprah Winfrey Network, Amazon, etc., etc., etc. But mostly I've asked David on here because really I have found him to be a super genuine person with amazing character. And I just know that he has real truth and life to share and hopefully give somebody an aha moment. And I could go on and on about you, but I won't. David, what else do we need to know about you to get the most out of our conversation today? Hi, podcast listeners. Welcome to Mind Your Own Business. I hope you enjoy the honest business advice and personal stories of mistakes and magic. I'm Sue Stiles, your host and business expert, and I am here to share hope and practical and proven tactics to build your business. Hey, all the steps to success and twice the grit. Visit me for business resources, advice, and offers at suestyles.com. And now back to the show. Well, thank you, Sue. Thanks for the opportunity to sit down with you. I'm excited about this. Everybody knows you as a, as a coach in the industry, so it's really fun to be able to, to sit down on your podcast like this. So thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. I think you covered a lot of it. You know, I, I worked in film and television for such a long time and then got my real estate license. And then that went really well. And when COVID hit, I mean, I went overnight not overnight, but in the space of about three weeks, I went from about 25 listings down to two listings in the space of two weeks when the lockdown first hit. And so sitting at home, absolutely losing my mind, I'm like, well, I've got all this stuff here. I know all these people. I have lots of connections in the industry. What can I do sitting at home to pass the time so I don't jump off a bridge? That's where the concept for Face to Face with David was born. And now here we are a year later, I've got a career as a talk show host on a syndicated show globally, We're still running a real estate business at Sotheby's, so many different things. I love being busy and I love working and I hate sitting still. Any minute that you're not doing something throughout the day, I think is a minute wasted. Oh, well, a lot of us have been forced to sit very still over the last couple of years. So good for you for doing something with it, you know, even within the confines of having to sit somewhere. You do have tons of accolades. We don't have even time to go over your whole, you know, life. But let me ask if we focus on a bit of hindsight, do you have anything when you look back that you are just so glad that you did that helped you leverage or get to where you are now, or even starting, you know, this career, your last career, when you look back, what's something great that you put the time in that's helped you? I think just actually taking that first step, you know, it's the same with starting a business or going on a new venture or starting a new project or even exercising and working out the, the applications are all the same. And the hardest thing is taking that first step and executing. So many people have such great ideas and big dreams and big ambitions and they sit and there's a, a word that I really don't like and it's manifesting. You can sit and you can dream up and you can try to manifest everything that you want. But if you don't actually then get up and take the first step towards what you want, it's never going to happen. So I mm. think in hindsight, that really has been the 
catalyst for me is learning that you can have big dreams, you can have ambition, you can, you know, you want to be a top realtor in your brokerage, if you want to have the highest rated talk show, whatever your ultimate dream is, it's just taking that first step. And that's where I think a lot of people fall. It's great to have the plan and the ambition, but you need to have the execution. Totally agree. I just got off a phone call this morning with a great service provider and he wrote a book and he put all this time and energy into writing his book and then launched it and admittedly is a bit disappointed now because the inertia is not there. It didn't keep going. Just like, you know, a lot of realtors, they spend months taking their license, their course, they get there Mm -hmm. and they expect it to take off and, and things don't work that way. Right. That's kind of where I go back to that whole thing about manifesting is when I first got my license, I joined a team in the interview. It was all, you know, we'll give you so many leads and you'll be so busy and you're going to be a top producer and be making millions of dollars a year in GCI and all of this stuff. And we would have these team meetings and we would, you know, sit around her dining table, the team leads dining table, we'd sit in her, her condo and just like manifest, like, what do you want? And write down your goals and like, write down how many listings you want. And then the meeting would be done and you go home and you're like, okay, now what the fuck do I do with this list of goals? Great. Now, how do we actually get there? Like, yeah, of course I want 50 listings and I want to make a million dollars in a year, but that's great. But how do we get from here to there? It goes back to an exercise from the New York Film Academy, which was in an acting class. The instructor said, if your ultimate goal is to win an Oscar or win an Emmy, whatever your ultimate goal is, write that at the top of a sheet of paper. What would need to happen immediately prior to getting up there and winning that Oscar? What would need to happen immediately prior to that? Well, that would be being nominated which means you have to be cast in a film, which means that you would have to have experience on other projects to get in a film of that caliber, which means you have to know the kid. So it it goes back step by step, every single step, but working backwards from the goal, which makes you more objective rather than saying, for people listening to this, for example, here I am in my car or my house or wherever I am listening to this, I've got to now, as soon as I'm done this, okay, I've got, I've got to do this, then I've got to do this, then I've got to do this. And you get so overwhelmed. But mm-hmm. if you work backwards from the goal, step by step, two things, you can look more objectively and have a, a top view at it and kind of without being overwhelmed by it. But if you keep going all the way back down to surpass where you are and from start to finish, all of a sudden you can then find where you are in that list and you realize visually you're like, you know, this isn't that impossible. I'm actually farther along in the process than I thought I would be. So for real estate specifically, if you want a multi-million dollar listing or you want volume or you, you know, whatever your goal is, if you have your license in day 366 of being a licensed realtor and you've made it through that first year, you're already ahead of most of the other people that enter this industry. If you've already passed the course, if you've already found a broker, right? When you look at it from a different perspective, I think it puts everything in perspective then for you. What a high-minded exercise to do. I hope you'll all go take out a pen and paper and put your highest goal and reverse it back and see what you need to do. And let me ask you, I mean, I don't know if you do have this or not, if you might have had any regrets that led to this aha moment, a revelation of how how to move your business and success forward. Absolutely. I mean, I think my biggest regret always when I look back is consistently wasted time. (laughs) So it goes right back to that idea of execution. There were a lot of lessons, but it was also unnecessarily wasted time and time spent that wasn't efficient and wasn't 
used effectively. You know, there's that really cliched phrase, work smarter, not harder. So how do you streamline things? How do you, you know, generate more business without really perhaps expending more time or more money? And obviously I know that there are constraints. When you get your license in real estate, financially, there's an obstacle. Knowledge-wise, there's an obstacle. Connection-wise, there's an obstacle. But if you spend some time, rather than trying all these different like gimmicks and tricks and everybody sells a course or has a class or has something that can help you achieve it. And it's the same with acting, the same with starting a business. If you just take a step back and think, okay, well, what can I do? What tools do I have here and now to start working towards that goal? How can I take a step up that ladder towards that goal on my own without spending any money without, you know, and and nowadays I'm very critical. Uh, I'm going on a tangent now, but it's, it's useful because I tell this to everyone, real estate and film. Those are the two groups of people that I get messaging me, asking for advice on how to start actors and people that want to be realtors. And I say the same thing because a lot of times a trend that I notice is people will be offering acting courses or they'll be offering real estate courses or they'll be offering all of these things to guarantee sales and to guarantee leads and business or they guarantee roles or auditions. And I always go back to them and say, you know, are they walking the walk? as well as talking the talk, because if you are an acting coach and you know how to teach these new actors for three easy payments of $2.99, how to guarantee that they'll be in a, a Marvel movie or something, why are you sitting here in Alberta teaching that and not down in Los Angeles in the movie yourself? The same with if you know how to guarantee 500 leads a month to a realtor and how to be a multi-million dollar top producer, why are you selling courses and not just out there selling the houses. So I'm I'm always very critical of that. And also, obviously, there are genuine people out there and there are genuine opportunities. However, you don't need to spend money and you don't need to try all these things to get yourself on that path of success, whatever your version of success is. There are things you can do for yourself. We're in an age now where everything you want to know, every piece of knowledge that you want is literally at your fingertips. Yeah, get something and then start walking it out. Yeah, you can go to school forever doing stuff. Well, so here, let that lead us to this question and something that I try to ask everybody that I interview. In your experience, you know, where the rubber meets the road, what would you say is the best way to get new clients, to get business, to get if it's auditions where you're at? I mean, you're, you know, you're spread amongst several industries. What is the best way? What's your advice? Ask for it. Ask for business. Ask for the sale. Ask for the business. Ask for the opportunity. So if I said to you right now, Sue, may I list your home for sale? Mm -hmm. What would you say? I'd say, no, thanks. I'm not selling. When you ask for something, the worst that is ever going to happen is you say no. Then you ask someone else, then you ask someone else. When I got my real estate license, I was really worried. I had a net income in my first year of real estate of $11,000, but I worked my ass off on the team that I was on. I was in that office probably 50 hours a week by myself, figuring things out, trying to teach me. I had no idea where I was going. And at the end of it, the end result was $11,000 because I was just spinning my wheels. I went to another company that does the printing stuff here in Calgary for real estate, but I got a thousand door knockers and I put on the door knocker. I'm, I'm newly licensed. 
that doesn't equate to a lack of experience. I am green. I am hungry. I've just done the course. I know the rules and I am at a great brokerage. Please call me if you're interested in listing your home for sale. And I didn't stop until I had passed out 1000 door knockers. Wow. Then it generated business. And that was a big lesson for me is just asking people for opportunities and asking for business. And the worst that's going to happen is I knock on your door and say, Hey, Sue, can I sell your house for sale? Or can I list your house for sale today? No. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Here's my card. If that ever changes, please get in touch. Next house, next house, next house. And you can do that in any industry, whether you want to be an actor and you're reaching out to talent agents, would you consider me for your roster? No. Find a different agent, casting directors, producers, directors, any industry, just like in sales, just like the, like I have a lot of respect for those people in malls that work the kiosks in the middle of the mall who spend all day. Are you interested in this sample? Are you interested in the sample? And all it takes is one person to say yes. And then two things happen. You get your first sale and then it's peripheral because everybody else sees that you've got one person in there and then it's a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. So I would sum that up by just saying, don't be afraid to ask for business or ask for opportunities. Yeah, I think that's key. And it comes out so genuinely from you. You can just feel that you have a real heart to help people. So it's not like a script that you're saying. It's actually coming out. I remember hearing you talk about when somebody did help you. You know, a lot of your business as an actor, realtors business, small business owners, it's you. It's all up to you. But you told a story, I think, about meeting someone on an airplane who for once somebody helped you. Could you share that story? Absolutely. I mean, my life has been a series of fortunate encounters. Even on my talk show, it's the crew that now we've become partners. Day one on the talk show, the crew was a group of people that I had met six or seven years ago on a different show that were just genuine, kind people. It's building those relationships going back like 12 or more years ago where I was sitting on an airplane flying down to Los Angeles to visit some friends that I've met when I went to film school. So I was still a, a teenager at this point. And, you know, coming from not a very stable home environment in Fort McMurray, middle of nowhere in Alberta, not a very kind or stable or nurturing environment is how I'll describe that. And the gentleman on this plane was reading a film script. I didn't know who he was, but he was reading a script on the connecting flight from Edmonton to Los Angeles. And I struck up a conversation with him. And that man ended up being an actor by the name of Corbin Bernson, who happened to be in Alberta filming a movie. He had written it, he was directing it, and he was acting in it. And so we got chatting on the flight and I explained to him what was going on at home and that I don't really know where I'm, you know, how do I get out of this situation, all of those things. And he said, well, go have your vacation. Enjoy your time in Los Angeles. Here's my email. Give me a shout and you can come and work on this film set with me. Wow. That was a big turning point, you know, and that really did change the trajectory of my life because I showed up on that film set as a 16 year old. And the first person I met on that film set was a lady by the name of Lisa McGilvery, who was the executive producer on the movie. You know, and when you're filming a movie, it's very intimate and you're, you're with this group of people, but you're all kind of in a bubble for five weeks or six weeks or however long the movie shoots for. And you really get to know everybody. Mm -hmm. And by the end of that six week period, I then got in my little beat up, you know, Chevy Cobalt with my $2,000 in my pocket that I'd earned. And she came up to me and said, where are you going? Like, what's your, what are you going to do now? What's your plan? I'm like, I really have no idea where I'm going. I guess I'll go back home. And she said, no, no. She's like, come with us. We've got resources. We've got space. 
And this woman ended up adopting me, like legally adopting me. And we, you know, so now my birth certificate has her name as my mother on it. Like it was, we did a whole, it really did meeting Corbin on that airplane and him taking the time to get to know me and offering to help with nothing in return really did change the entire trajectory of my life. Wow. It's so true how just one person can affect somebody else's life, right? You've interviewed Corbin on face-to-face with David, haven't you? He's great. Corbin is just a, he's one of those people that he has so many people coming to him with a hand out for something, (laughs) but I've been really fortunate that every time I've gone to him for advice or a question, he's taken the time to answer it and help and guide me. And on my own talk show now, it was kind of this nice little full circle moment because all of a sudden he was able to be a guest on my show that is now syndicated around the world and talk about that story and that encounter. Yeah. From having your show now, have you had any unexpected surprise revelations? You are talking to celebs from all over the place, and I'm sure many that you didn't know beforehand. What's been a big aha moment for you? You know, I think just people's willingness to share. And I don't know if it's because of the format of our show where it's, for me, it's kind of like this on a Zoom call is the format of how we do the interviews. For me, I can see all the other, even right now, like I'm surrounded by camera equipment and lights and there's people there. But for the guests, they don't see any of that. And as far as they're concerned, it's a very intimate one-on-one conversation. And it does surprise me how open and how genuine these people are. And everyone from household name, like Perez Hilton came on and he was lovely and just so not what I expected him to be. And he was so authentic and so real and so genuine. But then also people that are not famous, equally as interesting and as exciting. Like Tanya Eklund has been a guest on my talk show to promote business acumen and her podcast. Just, you know, she's just a lovely person. Yeah. And so... From every reign of Vanessa Williams to the Tanya Eklund's of the world and everything in between. Yeah. You know, I'm always very pleasantly surprised by how genuine people are. And it's so lovely for you to facilitate that because the rest of us get to see. I think it looked like Perez had maybe just crawled out of bed, but he was like real with you. (laughs) There being his best version. I highly encourage everyone to tune in and have a watch of your episodes. They're really interesting and entertaining and insightful as well. I know you've got to get on to doing some filming. Can you summarize your sort of point of view or any last words for us, David? I would say, you know, just going back to what we talked about, if you want something, you have to be willing to take the first step to get there. No one is going to help you and champion you and support you as much as you're going to do that for yourself. So I think don't be afraid to take the first step towards your goal, but also don't be afraid to ask along the way. And with the caveat of not being an opportunist, don't don't go through life with a handout asking for things, but don't be afraid to ask for opportunities, bringing something of value at the same time. Good words of wisdom. I would encourage everyone listening to challenge yourself and go make a step towards what it is you're working towards. Thank you, David. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Sue. That went by really quickly. Where can people find you if they want to connect? Social media. I'm on all social medias. David Olton, O-U-L-T-O-N. And I try to answer everyone. Um, wow. Whether, you know, questions, advice, constructive 
feedback yeah. about the show or my chin, whatever people are commenting. <laughs> I do try to get back to everybody. If you follow David on Instagram, you'll see his dog, Chloe, beautiful German shepherd. Um, and I guess that's a wrap for us today. I hope you all stay tuned for my next episode of Mind Your Own Business. Thanks for spending your time with us and giving us the real wisdom from inside, David. Bye for now. Thank you for the opportunity. Please follow and review if you enjoy these podcasts and then visit me at suestyles.com.